Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. Companies have to be efficient if they have to be profitable. Automation is the primary way to bring that efficiency. In today's conversation, we are going to explore robotic process automation with the founders of Neely Tech. Hi, Jyoti and Arvinda. Welcome to the conversation. Hi, Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Thank you. What is the evolution of RPA? What's the problem that it is trying to solve? Businesses have uh, grown uh, tenfold and there was a time when there were that many uh, people doing the the back office work, right? Literally, the big chunk of the RPA scope comes into the back office work, right? But uh, as the uh, hiring people became more and more expensive, maintaining offices became more and more expensive, uh, companies wanted, you know, uh, quicker, more accurate, cheaper solutions to do the, to begin with, the low-end, rule-based, repetitive work. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that still is the bread and butter of RPA. Of course, we have mm-hmm. made it a lot more intelligent and, you know, uh, it's evolved a lot of it. But in its simplest avatar, uh, the bot works very well when you have given it a, a repetitive work. And uh, and there is there is repetitive work everywhere, right? Wherever mm. we go, there is manual work. So that's how RPA is definitely relevant in all industries, in a, in any vertical or any horizontal that we talk about. Okay. Uh, can you give me some success stories that you had with RPA? Right. Yeah. I know um, to ask this question to a start to, to the startup owners is like asking about their kids' success. You know, we're very happy to tell about this, right? Uh, but frankly, for a company which is uh, just about three years old, uh, some of our customers are the uh, enterprise uh, giants of uh, India. So, uh, so, and we have been able to make a huge impact, right? So that's where we see, uh, we call it as a success, right? So one of our uh, clients is uh, uh, the retail giant uh, in uh, India itself. And they, they were having the issue during their sales. So they have about four major sales through the year. And what happens is what we see on the e-commerce platform, right? As an end user, the price that we see, it's a very complex calculation behind for that price to be reflected here, right? So as many as 24 calculations, and, and they're not just simple uh, Excel calculations. So there is a discount given by the seller. There's a mm-hmm. discount given by the vendor that is, Let's say if it's a makeup product, the vendor of that, then the reseller, then the e-commerce platform itself is going to give some uh, discount. And for the day, for the brand, for the season, they have a discount. Sometimes it's a part of a combination. So it has, it cannot exceed a 70% discount. So these calculations are very dynamic and very complex. So a team of 11 was managing this and updating it. And during the sales, what would happen is the seller would have sent some uh, discount. But by the time the e-commerce uh, team uh, tra- processed it and put it on the uh, web page, it would have they would have lost a good amount of six to eight hours of mm. the uh, sale, and the sale is only one day, right? So they would come back with disputes, and the, this company had no other way apart because they, they the uh, email was sent with the information at morning seven, but you updated my price only at four o'clock. So uh, as much as this this information we get from them uh, directly. And uh, as much as 7 crore INR was the loss per sale. So, yes, yes. So, in fact, this was one of the use cases uh, um, which was selected for the the Excellence Award in automation. And that's when all these details came out. 
and what we did was we put enough bots to calculate this whatever information came in was flowing through emails at any any point of the day that's a thing right the bot is awake 24 bar 7 as soon as the email mm. came in it did the calculation it created an audit trail saying that we got the information at this hour we have updated it at this this point right and this reduced their uh, the disputes the uh, the stress of handling those cases and paying out those sellers by so much so this is one of the really hugely successful um, use cases um a totally different use case so here we saw something uh, up, uh with the revenue right it was affecting the revenue so there there are uh, the bots also help reduce the operational issues right take think about a finance situation right i'm talking about the accounts receivables and this company where what we're talking about is about a 5000 crore company and they have about 20000 transactions in a month right so money coming mm. in money going out so reconciling that is a very tedious manual process even for any small company end of the month we have to do this right with your bank statement and whatever is your finance books right the bank book and the uh, the passbook right so those two things have to match so mm. this matching was causing so much of delay so much of you know uh, problems this is there is a very a particular term called a two way match and three way match this has to be done accurately so mm. they had about seven entities and a team of six people overworked and you know unable to manage it so mm. the bot today is doing uh, is doing their uh, uh, this account receivables uh, collection accounting we call it the reconciliation basically mm. so efficiently and with just one bot they're able to uh, get get the reconciliation for all these entities wow it's pretty impressive uh, jyoti yeah. uh, uh, both the numbers that you have talked about they are they are enormous among us okay wonderful so from whatever that you have said are there certain industries or certain processes which are well suited for rpa um very uh, you know relevant question i would say while we do say that uh, rpa is useful everywhere right wherever there is manual work um, rpa can be of use having said that so wherever there is lot of repeated work big bulk of data and a stable process already set and so when we say mm. accounts payable even though your company uh, is doing something slightly different a small company is doing it differently an enterprise is doing it differently a, a software company is doing it differently whereas a, a blue collared company is doing it differently still accounts payable is accounts payable so having that is the automation 101 for us we need a stable process we need the rules of the processes we need the exceptions to be able to handle it and that's when automation becomes a, a success so with this mm. in mind the finance and accounting bfsi they they are the low hanging fruit and most of the use, uh, rpa use cases start from there if a company starts mm. with that and something like an insurance and retail where there's lot of mis and you know data related requirements these all are very good candidates for um, rpa implementation okay so say for example i have decided to go with rpa what are the mistakes that i should avoid yeah i think arvin will take us through the technical mistakes a little later <laughs> so <laughs> right so yeah, I, I, i have just one one answer for that right you know mm-hmm. when people want to sort of set off on an automation journey there's one pitfall that they usually should avoid is picking on a wrong use case for automation mm 
if they pick on one mistake or you know uh, one wrong use case that they shouldn't be a candidate for automation and they picked on it they are heading in a wrong direction so this is no. hard learned lesson for arvinda and team <laughs> just so right there's a lot of heartburn that has happened for us to learn this lesson right okay so uh, very clearly we I, i feel we should know what we can automate and what we should not automate right mm-hmm. and um, so i i have a whole list of things right so every time a, a project ends i have a things a set of things that um, you know what went wrong or what could have been done better or what went right how is it that we were so successful in this use case right so some of the things that uh, i have noted down are um there, there's a la- uh, a lack of commitment right from stakeholders it could either be from the leadership team or from the uh, team below who are who are actually close to the process both of this will not mm. work right so let's mm. say that um, the it manager has heard about rpa right there's those are the ones mm-hmm. who really hear about the trends right and they're very keen to bring it in but if they mm-hmm. don't have the buy in of the cfo or the uh, cio right or the io management budgets won't be allocated or the, the finance team just won't cooperate with them and somewhere we get caught in between all this you know the implement system integrators where the politics of the company you know it doesn't help the project or whereas mm-hmm. there's higher management is completely uh, pushing for it but the the process owners themselves either don't have time or don't see the value in it so they don't cooperate with us to uh, get it implemented so these are all mm-hmm. the practical issues we find right so there's also uh, there's no clear rpa strategy in some companies right so they want to probably they have a particular problem they want to just do that so when we do that we probably end up automating that uh, that process but nothing goes beyond that so there's so much mm. more that the company could have taken just think of the bot itself right it is what a human could have done in maybe 4 hours 5 hours it can do it in 50 60 minutes there is another 23 hours the bot is sitting idle but nobody mm. is thinking about that you bought the license for that but so there needs to be a strategy to you know make the best use of the bot right and mm. sometimes i feel <clears throat> this over expectation out of the bot right we have, we have heard this so uh, once you automate this can our complete uh, ap team not work on that so th- mm. that doesn't really happen so right while the, there is up to we have seen even 90% 95 even in places 100% automation the idea is to not you know expect to eliminate the human workforce here it's always mm. the person who has done that for the last 10 or 15 years is the most intelligent person to handle that situation right the bot is going to take out the grunt work out of it right? so the mundane work out of it okay correct yeah so okay. may i just add you know when to introduce rpa is also a very important thing because mm-hmm. if your process is not matured right and we should try to bring in rpa at that point in time you know you are wasting a lot of your resources right we we had this an experience with working with a company where they're still in the middle of you know a lot of transformations within the organization they are introducing the erp right uh, they are uh, this whole transformation exercise they are just taking it in one go right and right in the middle they also want to automate few things but but the the thumb rule is you know you always automate processes which are more mature right which have sort of mm. matured over the years there's a set process right 
and all of that there there shouldn't be any uncertainties and this company sort of you know in the middle of this transformation who are you know some team is building an api somebody is implementing an uh, you know, erp and all of that and they also want to introduce uh, rpa right we get caught in the middle of all of this where you know we spend a lot of time <laughs> fixing their issues you know rather than you know streamlining an automation process so this is this is one of the learnings this rpa as such how is it different from writing a python script to scrape data from website how how is it different fundamentally if you speak there is no difference right uh-huh. uh it's basically you know you have sort of um programmed your stuff to be done uh, automatically right but it depends on you know what tool you have used uh, python mm-hmm. being an open source tool uh no you it, it's very you know heavy and uh, it's very uh, programmer centric right somebody has to know how to code the entire thing um but you know that really did not help much because there are a lot of in, uh, people in the industry who do not know how to code right but they mm. do understand the process and how to automate it right they have that you know uh, business knowledge for them to sort of you know get participate in the automation journey you need to have some tools which sort of make uh, this process of creating an automation workflow much easier so mm-hmm. what happened with uh, you know the evolution of rpa is you know people coming up with clever tools with unpackaged libraries which can simplify all of these tasks right what we see what we see as like three industry leading tools uipath or automation anywhere or power platform what they have done is they have built packages for specific tasks right say for downloading a file for you know copying from one place to another right monitoring an email all of these come prepackaged now right no one has to know how to monitor an email anymore because if you have to mm-hmm. sit down and write a code on this using ui uh, using python people may take several months right So it's not just so things have become a lot more simpler the, now that the uh, packaged uh, libraries are available to you know perform these tasks. So it's more about assembling of these tasks and creating a workflow which has become a lot more simpler over the year. Uh, so that's why you know nobody goes back to Python. I mean Python is still useful. You know not that you know it's not useful. It's it's useful in handling large amounts of data which you know these modern day RPA programs still in a lack somewhere right so rpa has gone step ahead to include even you know if you are if you are a programmer you, you know both python and as well as a, a tool you can still in, invoke your python script using an rpa mm. right so so that that's a change which has happened um so and okay. also not just uh it's a matter of you know, writing a piece of code and make it run over and over again you also have to think about security and scalability issues right some of these codes mm-hmm. that you write using python are you know they are not you know very secure in the, in the first place you know you need to sort of place it in the right folder you know run it from a different machine you know give permissions and all of that right but you know with these tools with you know which we have today uh, security and you know, scalability are in, are at the heart of these solutions that mm. makes it much more easier for an enterprise to you know, embrace these technologies okay uh jyoti you talked about accounts payable and arvinda you talked about you know file downloads and those kinds of stuff now 
RPA initiatives are they one off i write it and then for decades i can reap benefits out of it or is it a something that i need to continue to maintain example arvinda as we talked about the python script hmm. it is not one off i need to write it and then probably some structure of the website change so i need to go and change it so it's an ongoing process that i need to do is that something that rpa handles it rpa is kind of i can write and forget or i have to continue to maintain it how does that work right so i think uh, this this is a question right even some of the companies don't think of when they are doing it right so they assume that once to be build the bot it's going to run forever so but as you very clearly say that if the process changes if the underlying applications changes we also need to tweak the uh, the automation solutions themselves right so when mm-hmm. i say uh, tweak it it's really is that we are not looking at uh, changing the whole thing so we just probably need to redirect it to the uh, uh, proper ui the folders whatever is the process change handle that so there definitely is a maintenance and uh, the best way is to when we automate something right um and we use that for maybe 6 months or 8 months and from two people to four people start using it somebody else from a cross functional team uses it you realize how the scope of the automation can be expanded so we are doing mm-hmm. from here to here now we can do this too we can bring in that so that is how the automation should mature you know not just the maintenance or the bug fixing of uh, of these things it it should encompass you know mo- it should grow more and more end to end try to uh, you know uh, include the more of the exceptions so this requires maybe a, a system integrators team to do the you know the big bang implementation once but the whole idea is to be uh, you know to build a sustainable team within the uh, company who can take care of this and slowly you know add in smaller uh, improvements and you know uh, after all you people know the, the the company knows the process the best right so uh, that is the way it should go okay are rpas and chatbots same how are they different what are the similarities oh <laughs> the people often mistake you know because there's a word in the uh, Um, there is a bot in the chatbot and there is a bot also when it comes to rpa right people sort of often mistake one for another um, these are like two different um, they are not the same right um, so where where in you know, a chatbot where most people experience is when you know, in a customer facing opportunities right where it's a bank mm. an insurance a call center is basically you know is replacing their workforce with something like a chatbot which can you know quickly respond um where there are pre programmed um so chatbots what what do they basically do they they are constantly trying to guess what the user is trying to ask right there is an uh, there is an element of you know or trying to guess what is the right intent right so what what is the intent of a user who is coming on to my chatbot and asking what is the information that he is seeking so this is mostly sort of uh, you know powered by something like an nlp uh, natural language processing yeah. which is trying to sort of decode the user's intent and once the intent is sort of guessed correct uh, what rpa can do right how an you know, rpa and a chatbot though they are two different things can work together is right the chatbot which is giving an interface can figure out what is the user's intent here and once it detects that you know the user is sort of interested in say uh, the bank balance you know what is my you know, approved uh, um, loan amount 
right pre approved loan amount that i am qualified for right these things if the bot chatbot can pass on that intent to an rpa know uh, which is managing the task behind the scenes right can pick up say that you know this user is actually looking for uh, his um, balance amount and the the qualifying loan amount for, on his account right if these two intents are passed on to somebody who is uh, uh, in the background the rpa can pick up that information go to two different systems in the mm. background mm. right pick up uh, an account balance from one place and say from a different system where they, they maintain this uh, you know uh, loan status right it mm. can pick up those two and you know feed it back to the chatbot again so chatbot is just an interface but the actual work uh, so a chatbot is is good at you know figuring out the user's intent while the uh, the rpa has to go and do the task the actual task you you will have to imagine the rpa bot you know as having uh, extended hands and legs right so it can fetch uh, data from multiple systems it can be on a desktop it can be on the web it can be you know uh, in inside a database and it can do all kinds of data massaging changing it into uh, whatever format you want go back and update it to multiple other systems much quicker right so mm. and to this you now add the uh, cognitive skills right like how arvinda was saying we can integrate an nlp where it can like it can understand the intent of a email or a customer's conversation or you add the skill set of the uh, ml where uh, over the years it learns from what it has been doing right let's say that you have been correcting it saying that when something like this comes don't do this do this by the second or third time it understands that this is the path i have to take or you add an ai where you give the uh, you know the artificial intelligence of how a human eye deciphers a, a data in a image right so that's where the bot becomes starts becoming smart it was already fast and uh, you know all those things now it starts becoming fast uh, smart mm. Mm. oh wonderful you talked about ai and uh, arvinda you also talked about nlp which is a form of an uh, machine learning now what's the play of ai ml in rpa again uh, no because there is a robotics in this in, in this buzzword right so people often mistake uh, that you know if ai ml rpa are they all the same are they all related um again in you know, rpa and ai there are two different topics right um if you have to sort of you know if you have to give an analogy right uh, artificial intelligence is you know it is more about um, a human judgment or a human thinking right mm-hmm. um, that's ai ai part of it and then there is um a doing part of it right? there is a thinking and there is a doing part uh, somebody who can sort of move his legs you know move his hands and do some activity that's the rpa part of it now mm. a thinking part of it is is the brain part right that's the ai part of it right so they should not be sort of mistaken one for another wow wow that right? that's a very fine uh, definition that you have given uh, arvinda yeah, for, that's that's for example it, right <laughs> that that's a beautiful example right? but the joy of it is we can marry them very happily right they work uh, mm. together very well and we can build a much better solution mm So for example right you know you're driving right mm-hmm. and, and on the road if you see a lot of traffic so your brain is processing that information right that you know it, it's it's a busy road you know it's a busy day and you know you need to slow down right how do you slow down you need to apply your brakes right 
so that's that's the the applying the action of applying brakes is the rpa part right the process of you know sending that information that you know it's a busy road it's you know it's heavy traffic that information uh, capturing that information is jo job for brain right so this is how they work together they, they are like you know two separate things rpa helps in you know achieving what you know ai wants to do okay good so let me draw the uh, parallel to the uh, business situation right away right so that mm -hmm. we have a news case where the information comes out of these uh, scanned images right so these are hard copies of invoices and the companies you know uh, scan that and somebody is manually keying in that information and sometimes these yeah. have like 800 line items so can you imagine mm -hmm. somebody keying in that many things so now mm -hmm. let let's think of this use case without an ai right uh, so just the rpa bot so even it tries it has an ocr inbuilt it tries to decipher and but it's not as intelligent as the human eye to understand and put that information so there's only so much it can do now here bring in uh, the ai uh, uh, backed ocr right so it now it suddenly becomes much more intelligent than just the uh, earlier solution so if there is a tilt if the quality is bad and it understands that two line items are still uh, you know two rows are still one line item this is 800 separate line items so all this intelligence is coming from the ai backed ocr it extracts mm. the data from there from the extraction to then doing the tax calculations and going and updating in the finance books the rpa does so that's how mm. we can you know enhance the uh, our uh, landscape of automation or the impact of the solution by marrying these two you you talked about that three or four different tools that are available in the market for the rpa ui path automation anywhere from a from a very very broad perspective what are the differences when should we go for ui path when should we go for automation anywhere are there any anything like that so that would really be a very tricky question but then see we uh, we are also the people who have implemented each of these for a different set of uh, customers and seen the good and bad of that right so uh, it is very specific to the customers existing um uh, see, see rpa sits on top of a lot of applications right so your enterprise mm -hmm. already has a lot of systems you have your hrm is your payroll system and the core business needs so many applications so we are thinking talking about anywhere from 4 to 5 to 20 to 25 applications which the rpa needs to integrate with and automate okay so mm -hmm. all these play a big role when we have to decide this so le let's assume you have a, a very uh, typical microsoft shop you mm -hmm. have d365 uh, crm uh, microsoft uh, 365 uh, for the rest of the office 365 you store your data on a sharepoint right so it just makes sense with going uh, going ahead with the automation solution that microsoft provides mm. right or there is a very specific uh, um, uh, what would i say um technically difficult such kind of uh, um, uh, you have very specific applications right so there we suggest uipath which seems to be able to you know automate a, a lot of things right or okay. very when there is this simple excels and those things it doesn't matter it it matters and which process and how you automate it where will rpa go from here uh? sure I, I think you said it right i think the 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 we are already seeing the trend happening but it will it, it is going to be more and more pronounced uh, i think the world is heading towards intelligent automation right um, so far 
the automation that we have seen over in the past years has been mostly task automations, right? Uh, process automations and all of that. But we are getting into an area where you know uh, where we have to sort of integrate AI and ML into these workflows. That's where that's where intelligent automation is is heading, right? You are going to dealing with the more and more of you know unstructured data, right? The voice data, the messages, the conversations. Mm. All of these are still largely unstructured, right? As in, when we learn more and more about, uh, you know, making a sensible intelligence out of these you know, large unstructured data, that's when we can sort of start applying rules also on top of it. Today, you know, the email conversations, the chats, and all of that, right? It's very difficult to sort of you know get an intelligent output out of those uh, large amounts of data. I think. When we sort of have, you know, computer vision, right? Computer vision is, is getting better and better every day. There is, you know, uh, there is sentiment analysis through, you know, text analytics that is getting better. NLP is getting better, right? So all of these will produce a very useful output, which RPA can, you know, take it and run. Right? Mm. I think all those tasks which requires human judgment is where, you know, we were sort of avoiding to get into the RPA area, right? As and when we sort of learn to use leverage ai rpa would, would be a you know, natural follower of you know those areas i think that's where we are heading right. okay but yeah. if you see from a, a business landscape per se joseph right this the rpa was a a new buzzword at one time was the luxury of the enterprises at some time right it's now becoming a, a mandate for all businesses right big Correct. or small the, it is going uh, the the demand the cost and demand the way it is going you know uh, it is going to get reduced to an utility model as we speak about right be it the licenses the implementation because more and more people companies are going to be uh, implementing that right so think of it uh, in th things like um, maybe our digital payments right just a few years ago it was very few people used to do it very 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 few businesses would uh, accept it right but today it is the way of things so uh, similarly companies are going to be pressurized by their customers their peers their competitors their vendors and even now by compliance and government right so if you talk about e invoicing so government is digitizing a lot of things and there mm. are, uh, so there will be no other way other, other than automating your stuff maybe in the next you know few years nobody is going to be doing manual brs anymore right so and we will be thinking that oh were they doing that at some time right so that's the way uh, it will go rpa is going to become something that will be you know integrated very easily you know i like to use that word utility right it's going to become just one more thing that happens uh, along with the rest of the applications Oh, okay. Right. So it is going to be an integrated utility in the business uh, way of doing things. Correct. So we already see the the low code platforms and uh, you know, cognitive skills integrated platforms are you know they're becoming very easily accessible to people, uh, not just technology people. It's it's just accessible for you anywhere. You can um, buy and experience them and those things, right? And 
what they're calling it as a digital uh, worker right you can have an hr admins pro, uh, um, persona mm. you can have an um, accounts payables persona and give it some job to do it you can do things on a subscription basis saying that i have 1000 invoices please process it and this is my erp and securely update it there and pay a cost for that a monthly cost we are mm. doing that we are mm. having the managed services we run the whole thing as a subscription basis so when things become so easy and cost effective right there is no way from not adopting it very true uh, they are they are only going to be disadvantageous if they don't automate these things when everybody else is adopting exactly it. exactly right okay uh, jyoti how should how should anybody get in touch with you to get started on the rpa Well, lovely so i mean our website is uh, what we have put together with some of our most interesting use cases have a look at our resources all the information is there and arvind and i we are uh, we, we uh, even though we have a team we still as co-founders we want to be the first touch point to our new customers you you can reach out to us through our website thank you jyoti thank you arvind for taking your time to talk to me about rpa I have learned quite a bit as I have explained to you. The first audience for this podcast is always me, and I have learned quite a bit from both of you. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you, Joseph. thank you, Joseph. Thank you. We enjoyed it too. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please share what you liked in the conversation on social media and tag us. Have a life of wins.